Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we have got a way too early. Jacksonville Jaguars 2022 record prediction. We'll go game by game and break down the matchups. Um, of course, like I said, this is way too early, so this is subject to change, and we will do another record prediction video prior to the start of the regular season. But the schedule's out. You know, it came out last Thursday, and we're trying to break it down. Like, how might the Jaguars 2022 season play out? Of course, we're only at the rookie minicamp stage of the offseason. OTAs are coming up soon. Um, and then you'll start to really see what the Jaguars might be throughout training camp, the preseason. You'll see, uh, or, or, or will see, the media will be able to check out during training camp consistently what's going on, uh, kind of what direction they're moving in offensively, defensively. We kind of know what they're probably going to do uh, in a lot of that. But the little nuances, how it's working with Trevor Lawrence, how does the offensive line start to perform? Is the defensive line that much better with Trayvon Walker and some of the other additions? The linebacking group is completely new. How quickly do they gel? So there's a lot of questions that will still need to be answered, but we have what is likely to be close to the final product in terms of what the roster looks like, the coaching staff, um, you know, the the initial you know big spending part of free agency is over the draft is over so this is the 2022 jacksonville jaguars for the most part there could be little tweaks here and there to the roster but um, what you're looking at is what you get and it's not too hard to decipher probably 50 of the 53 guys that are going to make the final roster or make the initial 53-man roster i should say I don't think there's a ton of mystery. There's always some wild cards, but we'll jump into it. If you enjoy the content, please like and subscribe on YouTube. We really appreciate your support, Duval. And of course, follow myself on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Without further ado, let's jump right into it. Jaguars start in Washington against the Commanders. I believe they're going to start 1-0 against the Commanders. You've got Doug Peterson versus Carson Wentz. Um, I think the Commanders have a really good group of uh, offensive weapons. I think they have a very good front uh, four on their defense. Outside of that, though, you know, you look at their secondary, their linebackers, uh, and really their offensive line and the quarterback position as well. I'm not sold on what the Commanders are going to be. I love the fact that they went and got... Jahan Dotson, that they have uh, Curtis Samuel, and of course Terry McLaurin, uh, who remains to be seen and what they'll work out with him. But I believe they're going to have uh, 
a dangerous offense, but with Carson Wentz pulling the trigger, how confident are you? And I believe Doug Peterson knows what Wentz can and cannot do and that he will uh, you know, be able to help Mike Caldwell in that regard, the Jaguars defensive coordinator. I just think the Jaguars get a dub in Washington. I don't think the Commanders are a playoff team this year. I don't think Carson Wentz is really a big upgrade at quarterback. You've seen his last two teams move on from him. So this is probably his last chance to try to hold on to a starting job. I don't think that they're going to get the job done, uh, the commanders that is, against the Jaguars who, you know, they come in. I think they're going to be able to match up with those receivers, right? You've got Darius Williams. You've got Shaq Griffin. You've got Tyson Campbell. You've got uh, a defense that's built to stop the run. So I think you match up with Antonio Gibson. I think you've got a, a good shot to win that game. So I'll give the Jaguars the dub in week one. Then you've got Colts at home in Jacksonville. They haven't beaten the Jaguars here in nearly a decade. Uh, you've got a new quarterback in Matt Ryan, of course. You've got some new pieces that you like if you're the Colts. Stephon Gilmore. you got Alec Pierce in the draft, some other quality picks. But the Colts simply don't win in Jacksonville. Until they do, I'm going to take the Jaguars to win that one. 2-0, could you imagine? And kind of like how Doug Peterson used to do, or excuse me, Doug Marone used to do. He would break the game or the schedule up into uh, four groups of four. Of course, there's 17 games now, so it's not a perfect science, but I still think quartering it up kind of works. Uh, but with these first two games, two dubs I've got for the Jaguars, it could very easily go the other way. I'm not going to sit here and say, any of these games I'm predicting that I know what's going to happen because you look at the Jaguars, new head coach, uh, working with his quarterback for the first time. You've got so many new pieces on both sides of the ball. Uh, how quickly does it come together? It's possible that it takes the Jaguars a few games to kind of get their sea legs. But I'm predicting that um, you know the Colts have a lot of newness as well, a brand-new quarterback and Matt Ryan who's much better in domes than he is outside. I think the Jaguars just are able to take down the Commanders and Colts early on. Now, the schedule gets a little tougher in my mind here. You travel to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. The Jaguars do not perform well on the West Coast, especially against the Chargers. That's just going to be too tough of a matchup. I mean, regardless of the fact that you've got Justin Herbert, you've got a good group of receivers, uh, an offensive line that's improved, a defense that's improved. Yeah, I think the Chargers are going to get the Jaguars in that one. Then you've got the at the Eagles. So three of your first four games on the road. A little difficult there, but at least you're not playing at home in September for all the fans out there with the season tickets. Uh, not having to deal with that incredible heat that you get down here in Duval County. Some of these rookies out here talking about how it's hot already. <laughs> I've got news for you guys. It's going to get a lot hotter here in Duval County. But then you've got at Eagles to round out that first four games. Uh, this is obviously one of the more intriguing matchups on the schedule because Doug Peterson returns to Philly. Mike Caldwell returns to Philly. Uh, so there's a lot of history here. Certainly. I think when you look at just the quarterback matchup, you'd certainly rather have Trevor Lawrence than Jalen Hurts, but you look at the Eagles' offensive weapons, their offensive line, their defensive front, 
They've got Darius Slay, who's going to be able to uh, shut down whoever he's up against uh, in all likelihood. So this is kind of a toss-up game for me, but I'll take the Eagles because they're at home, because they have the really high-quality lines of scrimmage and the offensive playmakers. Uh, so you start out 2-2, two and two, right? And, and I look at this, and I really could see it. I mean, they could lose to the Commanders week one uh, and then beat the Eagles week four. Uh, it could flip-flop. But right now I've got them Commanders, beating the Commanders and Colts, losing to the Chargers and Eagles to start 2-2. Two and two. Return home to take on the Texans for only your second road game of the se- or second home game of the season. I think Doug Peterson is going to kind of break this curse the Jaguars have against the Texans uh, with quality coaching, with better talent. The Jaguars should not uh, suffer at the hands of the Texans week in and week out every time they play them anymore. I think they're going to be able to beat the Texans and. and uh, get to three and two. I still am not a huge fan of the Texans roster as a whole. I like some of the steps they took this offseason, but I still think the Jaguars have a better overall roster and uh, probably a better coaching staff. So you get to three and two. Then you travel to Indy to take on the Colts once again. You know, you play them twice in your first six weeks. Uh, the Jaguars struggle to win in Indy. I mean, I know they've done it. Um, they they were close to taking down the Colts in Indy last year, but I don't think the Colts let the Jaguars beat them twice in 2022. So I'll give the Colts the win in that one again. They have a great running game, great offensive line. Matt Ryan is an upgrade, especially when you're in the Dome, and they've improved on the defensive side of the ball as well. Then you've got the Giants in Jacksonville. I, I've said it before, I think this is the most boring or bland game on the schedule just not much intrigue uh, Daniel Jones is he still their quarterback by by the time this game rolls around I'm not sure the Jaguars are three and three at this point Daniel Jones I'm not a, I'm not a fan of I do like the direction the Giants are moving in with Brian Dayball as the head coach but I think they're going to have to hit the reset button at quarterback, and I don't think Jones is going to be able to come into Jacksonville and get the job done for four quarters. Uh, Jaguars take down the Giants to get to four and three. How exciting would that be for the Jaguars to just be competitive in the middle of the season? Then you travel to London to host the Broncos. You know, I think the Jaguars, this could be, when you're looking at games, uh, that the Jaguars could surprise people and beat a team maybe that they shouldn't outside of the division. This could be it. I'm going to take the Broncos because I do think Russell Wilson is just, you know, in a different tier right now than, than all the quarterbacks they've faced other than Justin Herbert at this point. And uh, he's a tough matchup. The Broncos have a quality defense. They have quality playmakers. I think they've improved their offensive line over the years. I think that the Broncos get the job done in London against the Jaguars. Drops them to 4-4. Four and four. Then you, you have a, a trip back to Jacksonville. So you've played what will be four out of five games at home. Of course, that's broken up by the game in London, but the Jaguars do have a good record in London. They're 500, much better than their overall record over the last decade plus. But you return home to take on the Raiders. The Raiders, of course, are traveling 
from the West Coast to the East Coast. Never easy for teams to do that. Uh, I think the Jaguars will get a W against Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, and Chandler Jones, Max Crosby. Uh, those are the big names there, right? But, I mean, you've got Demarcus Robinson's a starting receiver. Uh, I'm not a big fan of what they've done on the offensive line for the most part. I think their uh, linebackers and secondary are questionable, even though I do love Trayvon Merrick, the safety there. I just don't think they're a very complete team. I think traveling to Jacksonville is going to be too much for the Raiders. Jaguars get to 5-4 and four with a win over the Raiders. And this is another pairing here, Broncos versus Broncos in London and Raiders in Jacksonville. I think you could flip-flop these two games. I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way where they beat the Broncos and lose to the Raiders. But I just think playing the Raiders in Jacksonville, that's going to be a tough matchup for the Raiders. Then you've got at Chiefs. Oof. That's a tough one, right? But you do have the bye after that. So the Jaguars are going to fall to 5-5. Five and five. Um, And I think that's more than what you could ask for based on what the Jags have done over the last few years. Then you've got um, the Ravens and Jacksonville. You can talk about what the Ravens have done, how they, they kind of uh, avoided or ignored the value charts when you talk about drafting a safety and a center in the first round. But those are the two, two of the top ten players in the draft, in my opinion. I like what they've done. They added Marcus Williams as well. Lamar Jackson is a handful. You know, Anytime he's on the field, their running game should be back to where it was prior to all the injuries last year. I'm going to take the Ravens in Jacksonville over the Jaguars. Jaguars fall to five and six. Traveling to Detroit, you know, I like the Lions, what they're doing culture-wise, but the bottom line is Jared Goff's still their quarterback. They still do lack some weapons early on. You know, Jamison Williams, when's he going to be healthy? Is it going to be this early in the season? I don't know. Uh, But uh, I'm going to take the Jaguars to beat the Lions in Detroit. Then you travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans for the first time in the year. Of course, both of your matchups against the Titans are late in the season, which is um, could be a little scary if you're the Jaguars. But I don't think the Jaguars are going to be able to take down the Titans in Tennessee. I know the Titans have gotten a lot of flack for what they've done this offseason, but you know, replacing A.J. Brown with Traylon Burks and getting a lot cheaper, not necessarily a, a terrible decision. And I still think they're they're an ascending defense. They're an offense that still runs through Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry's healthy, I don't know how the Jaguars consistently stop him. Um, you know, they are built to stop the run. They are built to beat the Colts and the Titans in their division. And I think the Texans are going to be a heavy running team as well. So I think what they've done with Foya Luica and Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, all guys that are great run run stopping linebackers. They're all versatile, don't get me wrong, but they play the run very well. Foley Fatu Kasi is great against the run. Trayvon Walker is great against the run. Josh Allen is a good run defender. You've got a lot geared up to stop the run in Jacksonville. But I just don't think they beat the Titans um, in Doug Peterson's first trip there as the Jaguars head coach. Cowboys at home after that, again, this, this should be a fun matchup. I think there will be a lot of fireworks in this one. Doug Peterson's played the Cowboys a ton. But the Cowboys, I think experience-wise, 
talent-wise on their offensive line, their skill positions, their quarterback. You've got some big-time playmakers on defense. Yeah, I think the Cowboys will beat the Jaguars and Jacksonville, but that one could go either way. But I'll take the Cowboys. Then you've got at Jets. The Jaguars did this trip last year. They'll do it again this year. Last year, Zach Wilson uh, came away with a big W against Trevor Lawrence and these Jaguars, but that was one of the worst performances you've seen from this defense or from that defense from the Jaguars. I don't think it's going to happen two years in a row. Uh, It's a quick trip up to New York. The Jaguars will be able to handle that no problem and emerge with a W against the Jets to get to 7-8. and And you've got at Texans. Well, I think the Jaguars have exercised their Titans de- or their Texans demons to an extent. I don't think they're going to sweep the Texans after not being able to beat them for five straight years. Still think you're going to uh, you're going to fall to them, you know, at least once. Maybe not. I mean, maybe Doug Peterson and his coaching staff and this group of talent that they've brought in is going to be able to just overcome those demons completely, take the Texans down twice. But I'm taking the Texans um, second to last week of the season to beat the Jaguars in Houston. And then, then you close the season at home against the Titans. Goodness gracious. If you're competing for a playoff spot against the Titans, and at 7-9, and nine, you're probably not, but you might have some outside chance of if if several teams lose that that you might be able to get in. I'm going to take them to beat the Titans in Jacksonville to end the season to go into 2023 on a positive note. Uh, You've really built a a foundation here for, for this team to compete for the playoffs and for them to potentially make some noise in the playoffs, Uh, finishing with an eight and nine record. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, this is another two-game pairing at the end. At Texans versus Titans, I wouldn't be surprised if you flip it. You know, you beat the Texans, lose to the Titans, finish 8-9. and nine. But that's what I have right now, 8-9. and nine. I was kind of hovering at that 7-10 and 10 mark uh, for a while. But I have finished, uh, you know, it's Tuesday, May 17th. We're going to do this again before the start of the regular season in September, but... As of right now, looking at what the Jaguars have done this offseason to improve their roster, looking at what they've done to improve the culture, the coaching staff, uh, even the front office, I think the Jaguars will make some noise this year, surprise some folks. Uh, They have a a 6.5 over-under for their win total. I think they they will go over for that, and I have them going over fairly significantly. Eight and nine. So some takeaways here. I think Trevor silences most of the critics but doesn't jump all the way to like a top 10 or have like a truly elite season in terms of production. But I do think he silences most of the reasonable spectators out there. The defense quickly becomes upper echelon against the run and above average against the pass. Like I said, they are built to stop the run. They do have good corners. Andre Sisco is a very talented developing safety so I like what they've got going there. On offense, I feel like you're, you're still going to want a little more consistency from every receiver not named Christian Kirk. I, I really do. Um, you know, Evan Ingram has a penchant for putting the ball on the ground. Dan Arnold 
had a few mistakes of his own last year. Uh, and you look at Marvin Jones, he did as well. I think both of those guys will play well. I think Evan Ingram will make plays, but you're still going to look at this group and be like, where can we find more consistency? Uh, where can we find a little bit higher of a floor and a ceiling with, with these offensive weapons? I think the OL improves overall, but not greatly unless Cam Robinson really takes a big step forward. I think he will take a step forward, but the question is, will it be a big one? He has marginally improved year over year every year since 2019. If he continues to do that, he'll be better, but they're paying him to be you know, an upper echelon starting left tackle. Will he be that? I think that, that question is going to determine or the answer to that question is going to determine how good this offensive line can be. I also think special teams is going to become a positive for the Jaguars, uh, and it's going to help them win a couple games. You brought over the Bills special teams coordinator who uh, had a ton of success with them. He's consistently had them in the top 10 in terms of special teams overall rankings. You've got Andrew Mevis, who has a very strong leg. You brought in Ryan Santoso, who has a strong leg as well. They're going to compete for the starting kicking job. You hope it's Mevis that's able to win it. You've got Logan Cook, one of the best punters in the game. You've got Jamal Agnew, a great returner. And you've got several other guys that you've brought in that are going to be heavy contributors on special teams that know what they're doing there. So I think the special teams unit is going to help the Jaguars win a couple games. Ultimately, though, you know, just the newness of everything in Jacksonville is going to prevent them from making the playoffs, in my opinion. And then also uh, the fact that you've got three out of four on the road to start. And again, at the end of the season, you've got one, two, three, four, uh, four out of five games from weeks 13 to 17 are on the road. I think that's tough. But I have the Jaguars finishing 8-9. and nine. Would love to know what you guys think. Let me know on Twitter or in the comments below. Of course, follow myself on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. That is going to do it. Thanks so much for tuning in, Duval. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and check genjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.